thinking about thinking about York names, I just want like a little mini anecdote that is probably not as important to anyone else. But there was a moment, a time years ago, I had a job where all the we all had like um a code to get into this like supply closet, mm-hmm. and my code just happened to be nine four six six. <laughs> and the people and they were like, "Oh yeah, you want to write this down?" And I was like, "No, nah, I got." It. <laughs> that is amazing. That is fantastic. L- was it lesser nine four six six lesser or or what? higher? Wasn't that uh, remember how isn't nine four six six? Wasn't that a twin? It's the oh, lesser. Yeah. And then, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. that was something the lesser that, and the superior. That I forgot before this reread. Superior and lesser, like, yeah. <laughs> is, is the fact that Visser three is the fact that Esplan is a twin? Does that? matter ever or uh it matters in book 16 and that's it, and that's it. okay yeah. okay okay yeah just have you got have you got to book 16 in your reread not in my reread no okay yeah it's uh it's fun you like fun <laughs> <laughs> don't listen to danielle when danielle says it's fun <laughs> in, this, in this series when you say it's fun that means it's, it hurts and it's gonna suck you're like, well, when it's fun, that means what crime against humanity did uh did a teenage kid do? Uh this wasn't a teenage kid. Yeah, it's, it's just, I mean, also oh, yeah. the teenage kid do do war crimes. Yes, yeah. Yeah. they do war crimes. <laughs> they do so many war crimes. <laughs> God. And then that's so the pork bajir. Besides, you know, the only sexual dimorphism that they have, going back to some gender stuff, mm. the only sexual dimorphism they have is that the females have a different number of the uh, blade crests on their heads mm-hmm. than the males. Like, they, that's it. That's the only difference between them. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, there's no power structure like that in their society mm-hmm. that I could tell reading this book. Mm-hmm. Nope. There's no gendered power structure. It's just... <laughs> Are you good at this thing? Mm-hmm. Then you get to be the one to do this thing and help teach this thing. Mm-hmm. That, that definitely circles back to to kind of the Native American aspect, right? Because Native Americans mm-hmm. were known to not like. I think Native Americans, I think they had more than one two genders, right? They, mm-hmm. they yes, they had, it yes. depends on the, the tribe. tribe, I think. Yeah. Um, but and they have different names for it. But yeah, they gender wasn't necessarily as strict of a construct as it is in Western society. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then there was and when there were some tribes that had um, you know, where the 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 women were doing the quote unquote the man thing, right? Doing the hunting while the while the mm-hmm. uh, while the men are doing the cultivating. So it, it it's it's very much true what you're saying right there. Like the Horkbridge yeah. here didn't have that structure. Like I said, it, it's kind of like they were the galaxy's version of Eden in the sense of this p- place was perfect. Yeah, it was pieces of shit that created it, right? But mm-hmm. the the Hork-Bajir are the most innocent of all of the alien species in this entire series, and, and that's kind of like kind of like showing how Native Americans like look. Native Americans, yeah, they had their wars, they had their things, but they were perfectly fine when uh, when you can't when before the people came to America, right? They they were I perfect, would... but. I would say, like, because I don't want to, we don't learn as much about them as I wish that we could, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I would say that the taxons aren't necessarily, Mm -hmm. like, in the wrong. They were literally starving on their planet. And this was a, they were given the choice of don't starve or completely die out. And that's not a choice. Right. 
No, no, I, I definitely would agree with that. Yeah, because yeah. also it's so. I think one thing that was missing in this entire series is attacks on Chronicles. I really yes, one of those. You know? Same, big and same. Leads me to a really good fic that I wish was finished. I know oh, it's uh, Darren. Uh, I don't know if you've read any of Darren the Mad Scientist's work. Uh, they're the person who wrote the rationalist take on Animorphs as well. Hmm. It's it's really good writing. Um, but they wrote. Uh, a, a version of the Taxon Chronicles that goes right up until like shit gets really, really bad, like the Yerks mm. come in and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, but it, it, it's unfinished. And so it's just like you get this brief glimpse of what Taxon culture could be. Mm-hmm. And that's it's it. So, it's so good. And it, it's like, this is why I have like a Taxon OC. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, I want to explore this. Yeah. I want to explore the Taxons when they have the ability to choose mm-hmm. and not, you know, be forced into this constant state of starvation. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, I want to, I, I just wanted to bring that up as, like, the, the Hork-Bajir are not, like, the only innocent species in this, like, conflict. Like, the taxons yeah. definitely were innocent, but now they've probably gone through, because they're, they're insects, they've probably gone through so many generations at this point that mm-hmm. they don't 100% remember anything before um because they die so easy yeah because they're starving but also because they're like bags of goo yeah bags of goo yeah there's there it's like an insect that has just molted but constant yeah they don't they never develop that outer shell because they don't have the 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 sustenance that Mm -hmm. the they they, they oh. don't have enough to do that. Oh, yeah. they're like oh, half formed mushy. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like if a, a lobster or a crab never hardened their shell after molting because they just yeah. didn't have enough food to do it. That's um, all yeah. really. I, I it's sad. It's sad, but it doesn't make me wish for a, a book that's entirely about that. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I didn't. I didn't until Danielle linked me that fic, and then I was yeah. like, "God damn it!" It's Danielle. it's really good. I'll I'll link it to you in our chat. All right, all right. Um, yeah, it's, it's link it because I'd like to hear it because I've always when I read the when you know the you guys have already spoken on the Endolites Chronicles. Yes. yes. Okay. Oh yeah, we've done that. When, when you when you hear about the you know that pretty much is like a desert world, but mm-hmm. then you go back to number four where they're like they can swim. I was like, oh, if they can swim, that means mm-hmm. they had oceans. Uh huh. It's just uh-huh. like it's like this world. The the it, after you know, obviously when I was a kid, I didn't think about that. I was like, oh, cool, giant insects. That's awesome. But now when you start, <laughs> I thought about it. I was like, oh, I was like, that's probably like runaway global warming. You know, yeah. where like th- that's probably what happened. Like these guys literally probably were dealing with their world dying, i.e., they're dying. So yeah, you're right. Like they had. You to will have this really trip. like that fic. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll definitely link it because I would love to read it. Yeah. It's um going back to the Hork Bajir, I think uh I think it's important to point out kind of what you said at the beginning that the the place they live is kind of like an Eden because I I don't I want to I don't want to lean too hard into the like the Hork Bajir are these perfect precious creatures that can do no wrong and yeah like 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 as you said earlier it does feel kind of infantilizing but I think it is important to point out that like they did live in a very manufactured environment that didn't have any scarcity. It didn't have any real conflict, any predators. Um, 
Like, it didn't have... Yeah, it didn't have any of these, like, stressors that would require a species to develop some of the coping mechanisms, like, say, humanity has. Um, (laughs) uh, And, like, not to say that the way that we deal with things is a good way. It obviously is not. But we had to come up with a way because we had those things um, where, you know, there is a scarcity, there is a, a, a point where some people have more than others mm-hmm. where that's not the case for the hork And so like in, in a sense, it is uh it is a kind of garden of Eden in that they're, they have no reason to develop these behaviors because they haven't been exposed to them at all. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, This book made me sad. (laughs) Yeah. It's a sad fucking book. It really is. Also, really ominous because I, you know, Uh think about like, you know, in the context of the animorphs, I'm like, Uh parallels to, (laughs) you know, this race that's been underestimated by a lot of the Andalites that is. You know, the, the Yurks are taking over, but the Andalites are kind of slow to, like, take it seriously and mm-hmm. holding out mm-hmm. hope that eventually the, the golden, amazing, godlike Andalite army is going to show up and, like, take yeah. care of everything. But in the meantime, we're going to do this sort of, like, gorilla bit and try to, like, last until they get here and, like, <laughs> and save us. Yeah. The parallel. See, I fear the end of the series because of the parallels between this situation and the Animorphs. Uh huh. You should be afraid. <laughs> I'm afraid. I'm super afraid because because they did not take Aldrea seriously because she was a girl. They were like, oh, this probably isn't anywhere near as bad as she's making it out to be. It's probably like a small task force or something. It's whatever. And they show up with like, what was it like two? two or three fighters and like mm-hmm. a couple transport ships and mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah. And there's just this entire army of yurks. Yeah. And they're like, well, I guess genocide now. <laughs> they just immediately jump to genocide of yeah. an entire race instead yeah. of like trying to actually fix this problem. Yeah. Like can we so make much of this could- can we train the Horkajir? Can we like is do we have allies anywhere nearby? Do we Nope. Yeah. It's, can can the Arn like help like some mutation? Can they make more monsters for us? Can they? There's so many other uh, avenues where they could have gone. Also, and- also, also! Oh my God! They fucking quantum virus just went. Oh, we'll do it on the Hork Bajir. What? Why not the Yurks? Uh, why not the Yurks? <laughs> Which still would have been bad. Like I want to. Get ahead of that. That still would have been bad. That is a genocide of an entire race. But. But. (laughs) That would have been the better, smarter option. You already have have their world on lockdown. So, like, you have easy access. It just goes back to, like, the fundamental lack of regard. You know, for, like, the the fact that... It's because the Andalites, despite the fact that they hate them, they respect the Yurks, and they don't respect the Hork-Bajir, so they're like, well, if we take away, maybe they'll give up (laughs) if we take away the Hork-Bajir, and it's like, that's not how this works, you fucking dipshits. Yeah, like, they're still just, the the Hork-Bajir are still just things. 
So yeah. if we take away this new toy that the Yurks are, the Yurks are yeah. Yeah. It. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's oh my, my personal interpretation of that is that specifically it was easier to go with the hork because they have, like, the entire hork genomic sequence on hand. Yeah. Um, but if the if the Arn are so good Right, they should be able to get the, it from the Yerks, like... Yeah, at, like, bioengineering, if they're so right. good at that. They could have kidnapped the hork controller and, like... Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Just it, the slug right out of its brain. Right, again, genocide is, you know... But, like, c- considering that we don't have qualms about concept in the story, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it-, it had more implications for, like, the bigger war, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Andalites don't care about the people that they hurt in their chess game of stupidity with the Yerks. Mm-hmm. Because going, broadening the picture out, the Elemis and fucking what's-his-face don't give a shit either. Yeah. Elvis seems to at least like, feel bad about the fact that he didn't care. You know, like. Yeah. <laughs> but he he feels bad about he feels bad about it in the way that like if you accidentally kill your ant colony, you yeah. feel bad about it. <laughs> like like he feels, the Elvis feels bad about it in the same way that uh, President Joe Biden feels bad about the fact that Afghanistan is completely destabilized after we pulled out. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, you can feel bad about it. You still did it, and you're still gonna keep doing it. Yeah, yeah you're not fixing it. You're just like, oh, you, yeah. You're just like, oh, I fucked up. Like, yeah. yeah, you did fix the problem. No. <laughs> yeah, Elemis is more like, oh shit, I'm losing the game. You yeah. Know, uh, against the the. Well, never mind. Yeah, I'm not gonna talk it's about kind that. Of like, it's reminding <laughs> me of Aldrea too, because she's like, <laughs> she has those moments of guilt where she's like, oh, I guess I am using. And leaving his people defenseless, but like I'm gonna keep doing it. it yeah, yeah, I'm still gonna do it. <laughs> I matter more. Yeah, and... it's yeah, it's very much a uh well, I mean we see this with the animorphs too. It's um for their greater good. Sad about Jake hours. Yeah, by any means necessary. <laughs> Right. Time to be and sad about Jake. Hours. It's always sad about Jake hours. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, but like, like segment what, on your show or something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> take, take a shot if you're sad about the animorphs. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. It's it. Uh, don't play our drinking game because you will die. Yeah. <laughs> oh, tell me the drinking game. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so so first of all, uh most of these only really qualify for main range books mm-hmm. because a lot of them have to do with uh the the kids. So one is uh you know, secrecy because they're really bad at it. Um yeah. the other one is uh you know, paranoia because they're very paranoid for a good reason mm. uh viscer three is here viscer three is always viscer three here. is always here that one i stole from papa rena on youtube but i <laughs> it's part of me now it's, i can't get rid of it it's so good anytime i'm on it's take a shot whenever izzy is sad about axe yep uh or says my son <laughs> if, we, if we ever call one of the children like my child or my son like tobias is my sad bird son mm-hmm. um okay 
uh, if we mention that they're children, because they're thirteen. Like in, if you, if yeah, if at any time it's like they're thirteen. Hi, they're dealing uh, with all of this. Twelve. Yeah. Uh, another one is if um, uh, Rachel gets likened to another a character on uh, the actual play podcast. Who this the 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 player doesn't know anything about Rachel. Mm. And somehow made Rachel. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. It's sad. It's, it's sad is what it is. Like, I, I wrote these playbooks for this particular game. Like, I wrote them carefully. Like, I had very particular things in mind when I wrote them. The players have somehow managed to recreate the particular moral quandaries and, like, personality quandaries of these people. And it hurts me. Just, but, like, it's done better, so it's, like, even worse. Yeah. <laughs> it hurts more. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's... It's good. It's very good. Um, oh. if someone is mad about how the hork are treated, that's another one. Yep. Um, if we're sad, if, if it is sad about blank hours, um, because we're always sad about the Animorphs, let's be real. Yes. Uh... But yeah, our our drinking game is very much uh, <laughs> just start drinking when the podcast starts and then stop when it ends. Oh, wait, you're in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> we recommend you drink water for this. So I guess uh, I guess the real game is how long into the podcast before you pass out from yes. being drunk. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. that's the real game. Yeah, okay, that is yes. that is the real game. Yeah. Do you right. want to be really hydrated if you're drinking water? <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, <laughs> you will be very hydrated. You might still drown yourself on the ends. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I was going to say, um, um, dry drowning from uh, uh-huh. you decided to drink water instead of drinking liquor. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, oh man. But yeah, it's the whole the whole series very much. Like, that is one of the, the themes that K.A. have stated that they actually did, you know, try to get at. Like, mm-hmm. they knew and they went into this purposefully trying to create, like, book junk food. And then if people happen to, like, learn something or think about something in a new way along the way, great. Um, but it just the... And then they wrote these supplementary books that were like, we're going to tear your heartstrings out. Yeah, it was like <laughs> yeah. for junk food. It could be a lot more... You know, yeah. like yeah. happy, sweet, and yeah. Did you did you um see Michael Grant actually posted the uh, quote unquote Animorphs Bible, which was like the four points that they tried to make sure they hit in every book? Oh no, I've not seen that. How long ago it's, on Twitter did he put that? Uh, I don't remember how long ago specifically. I think I retweeted it. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Um, oh, awesome. uh, so but basically it was like, all right, so there, there are these four main points. One, you have the morphing. The morphing is fucking weird. Um, mm. And two, you have the bug-eyed aliens. <laughs> the bug-eyed aliens are fucking weird. No, maybe not. I found the, the page about the Andalites that he posted. Uh, which is not the same thing. What does he say about the Andalites? It was mostly just talking about, like, the drawing that he did. Oh, I see. Yeah. Uh, there's a page about Yerks. 
Oh, the page about Yerk says the Yerk have no gender. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. In the lower classes, they have little individual ego as there is very little genetic differentiation among the species, but at higher levels, there is increasing personality. Wild. I love, I love his fucking drawing of the Andalite. <laughs> oh god. Uh, all right, Michael Grant, where did you drawing put this? Drawing of a bug fighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm getting extremely distracted by this. Um. I'm also getting distracted, but I want to find this. Yeah, I'll see if I can find it while we're going. Um, but yeah, but one one of the things that they really hammered on and that they really wanted kids to get from it is just this idea that um, war is never cut and dry, um, yeah. and and the the idea of doing anything it takes to win is bad, actually. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, as much as, as much as we have really complicated feelings about Cassie, that's part of why she's so fucking important to mm-hmm. the series is because she's the one who is supposed to go like, Hey, but actually that's bad. <laughs> um, and it's, that's why I think Cassie as you get older becomes even a, a much uh, I think the older people are, the more of a favorite character Cassie can be. Just yeah. because she's the most... I'm not going to say the most adult one. She's the most... She's the most human one in regards to the contradictions that we can have, right? As mm-hmm. yeah. as adults, as human beings, period. It, she has that contradiction of like, alright, I'm going to kill this guy, or this, you know, this creature... But then I'm also going to think about the fact that I was like, I just killed this creature that is a sentient being all because of this fucked up war that I'm, you know, and, and and her guilt is probably, I mean, she probably has the, 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 I wouldn't say the best form of PTSD, but the, the, the most common form of PTSD, because I do know, I have military friends and I'm, I know, um, you got, uh, um, guys have also some too being from the military. But yeah, it's I've had military friends who didn't even know they had PTSD, right? Like yeah, it's it's not an easy because you grow up and it's so normalized. Yeah, and my friend, my friend found the thing. Oh, thank you. He became a cop, right? He became a cop, which of course that was the option for him. (laughs) 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 He became a cop, but but he was also a really good guy, so he only lasted for like a year. You know that that's what they say that really good people only last as cops. There are no good cops because they all quit or get fired. Yeah, exactly. And he 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 left uh, the police cat. He he left the police um, department because he got diagnosed with PTSD. And he's like, he was like, I didn't even fucking know I had PTSD. I was like, well, what do you think it is? He's like, well, I don't know. I guess I feel I get paranoid from you know from being taught to be paranoid. You know, I I yeah. um, I I mm-hmm. feel guilt from the fact that some of my friends have. Some of my friends did get hurt. Some of my friends did die and I didn't, you know, and it's mm-hmm. kind of one yeah. of those. I was like, but all you did was survive like that. That's not your fault. Right. But it's the same thing with Cassie. All she was doing was surviving. It's not her fault yep. that she was surviving. She was put into this shit, but she's going to feel that guilt. And that's that's the most human thing you can feel is guilt, because it 
it it makes sense that she feels guilty. I'm like, you're also 13 years old doing yeah. war crimes. Take a shot. <laughs> yeah, well, <take> a shot. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's part of the reason why, like, I'm not officially diagnosed with PTSD, but I know that I probably do have it. Mm-hmm. I will, never being in the military, but growing up with it, is I, my dad instilled in me this sense of paranoia. Mm-hmm. I'm constantly paranoid like a car follows me like is not even not follows me like see there's the paranoia a car is behind me for like 10 minutes and i'm like they're following me and i start getting increasingly more paranoid and scared and agitated the longer they're behind me Mm -hmm. and that's not normal (laughs) I'm paranoid about doing certain things online. Like, I'm pretty open about who I am online, but I refuse to, like, torrent things or do, like, download from certain places, which, on one hand, is smart, but on the other hand, my dad put the fear of God into me. Yeah. About, like, uh, foreign militaries can get into your shit. Like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And it's completely, like, I have good, like, um, antivirus on my computer. I know how to prevent this shit from happening, and I still don't do it! Yeah. It's, it's wild what even small things can do to you, and you don't realize it until you're much, much older, mm-hmm. and much, much more aware of yourself. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, so many people go into the military at such a young age. Mm-hmm. For, for them. Like, your brain's not done developing not until you're, like, 25, 26. Exactly. Yeah. And to have that emotional trauma happen to you, like, who knows at what age an Andalite's brain is done developing? But they all go... Axe is supposed to be roughly the same age as these other kids, and he was already in the military. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He's not done growing! It's specifically said he is much smaller than Visser 3, mm-hmm. who has a Lauren's body and a Lauren's a full-grown Andalite. He's not done developing and growing. And he was already in the military. His brain is fucked. <laughs> yeah. All their brains are fucked. Yeah. So Eldrea, despite the fact that she's a little bit older, she obviously was not fully mature when all this started happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She was still living with her family. Mm-hmm. She had not started on working on a career, etc. So her brain is still probably developing, and she has to deal with this. I think Dak, uh, obviously, it's the same thing, because he is actively learning as this goes on. Mm-hmm. So it's that trauma from being part of this whole, like, being part of wartime mm-hmm. is it took terrible. yeah, and it took way less, you know, to traumatize Dakin because for <laughs> his reaction, the first struck by yeah another Horkajir, like things hadn't even really hit the fan yet in terms of you know like you know all out warfare, but just that that poor experience like. Mm-hmm. One of my people, like, he was just, like, frozen for, like, a long mm-hmm. bit during that fight. Just, like, totally shocked. I, like, trying to... Pro- just trying to process the, uh, 
one of his, like, another hork could hurt somebody yeah. on purpose. Yeah, and one shock happened. that he could do it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and that was when he, yeah, and that was him realizing I have the capacity, right? I, I, I have weapons. I, like, the, mm-hmm. you know, he's just like, the way he was playing this, this whole just like explosion in his, in his heart of like, yeah. you know, learning all of this about himself. And that. I think the, the quote was like, he learned like this great, terrible knowledge mm-hmm. that he wasn't supposed to know. Yeah. And I, then he, that, and then he told his, his fellow, remember he even said, I just, to Aldria, like, I forgot what he told her, but don't, Talk to me or something that yeah. I just taught my hork Bajir how to kill each other. Oh, yes. yeah. He said, Silver, be quiet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he did. That, right? entire, that was that was chapter 23 because I specifically made notes about that because I was like, damn. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, he he was like, he, he's like, you would ask my my people to become killers. And, and Aldrea was like, yes. Mm-hmm. And, and like that whole bit where he was just like, have you ever killed another Andalite? Think about what you're asking my people to do. And she and she, she she and she doesn't understand that like yes, those are still people in there. Yeah. But, but she has to fight other no. Andalites. Because one, she's a girl, and two <laughs> But the but the Andalites have this conceit of like, you know, we're except for one exception. Mm-hmm. You know, that's Mr. Three. Like we would never the Andalites still have not had the experience of killing their own right in, in this war yeah. mm-hmm. and she is so callously asking him to do something that she can't even conceptualize like she was really drawn up short when he like yeah you know yeah. there's no there's no mass of andalite controllers coming at you down like mm-hmm. you know, Barafin and you know like you don't yeah <laughs> yeah you don't think about that like i have never well, I can't say never because children are children, but I have, as as someone who is consciously aware of my actions having consequences, have never consciously hurt another person. So conceiving of killing another person, like me doing it is like, I can't, I yeah. can't fathom it, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. It, it's one of those, those kinds of things. And, um... I mean, we we had the same situation with with Axe when he was confronted with Mister Three killing Aloran. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Aloran like begged him to, and he didn't. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's well, even Markle kind of had that with him in number five. Uh, I think it was number five where he said, um, "Yeah, have you ever been in battle?" Mm-hmm. And Axe shut up because he no, he hasn't. He was like, "All right, that's what I thought." So it's kind of like. Mm-hmm. This is what Doc is telling her. Have you ever had to kill your your own people? No. Okay, then shut up and let me yeah. it. let yeah. me let me let me figure this out. Let me actually mentally figure this out because you're yeah. asking me to do something that is against my nature. Yeah. yeah, this is a recurring theme with a lot with the people who are fighting against the Yurks because it, it, there's this weird thing where like the Yurks both do and don't have any qualms against killing each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's, it's a weird juxtaposition against the other races that are brought up where they don't 
even really think about it. Like, no, I don't want to do this. There's... Whereas the Yerks are just like, oh yeah, we're going to kill this body, and if it causes mm-hmm. enough trauma, it'll kill the Yerk, or Visser 3's case, I'm just going to eat you, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas, like, Visser 1 is uses, th- uh, like, threats a little bit more succinctly. It's like, no, I'm not going to kill you. Yeah. But something worse is going to happen mm-hmm. if you don't do the thing. Whereas, like, Visser 3's people are just like, I'm, t- I'm, I, you know what? This isn't worth it. Bye. But he, yeah. so, Fisher 3 is so 0 to 60. Like, he's just, his way of, yeah. like, he just eats, he just eats everyone willy-nilly. Mm-hmm. He has, he has a, it's funny because I, I think of him as, you know, a, a parallel to axes, like, mm-hmm. yeah. But it's like, manifests as, like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fucked. An obsession with mouths and taste, but like, uh, also, with his kind of sadistic side equals yeah, using a Lauren to taste these things. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, um, yeah. There's, there's like talking about parallels and juxtapositions. There's also in in Horkbashir Chronicles. There's this. I I don't know if I like or hate this, mm-hmm. but the parallel between Esplin and Dakami learning from the Andalites. Yeah is mm-hmm, a lot mm-hmm. because they both learn about violence and suffering mm-hmm, yeah. but in different ways and different contexts mm-hmm. and then of course you know and it comes Dak- yeah sorry Dakami has to learn what Esplin already knew was probably going to happen and Andalite just fucked off yep yes like bitch I, I hate them <laughs> it's funny because like learning so much from the from the yurt from sorry from the andalites also came kind of bundled in with this like superiority complex that they all internalize about like you know the andalites being somehow you know because of their because of their technology Mm -hmm. you know being so much better you know this like inherent like betterness that they that dakami kind of was struggling with you know, he didn't buy into it wholeheartedly, but there were definitely moments where he really, he was really confused about like, you know, I, I feel like I'm not a corporate anymore. Mm-hmm. And, or I, my, my people won't ever understand this. You know, they, but like in this, in this sort of bitter way. Mm-hmm. And, and of course there's Esplan being like, well, and the Yurks in general being like, this is just the epitome of what we want, what we want to be. Yeah. Um, it's really like it reminds me of, you know, kind of like internalized bias that mm-hmm. people develop with. You know, I'm thinking, you know, when it comes to race, when it comes to sexuality, right? Mm-hmm. Internalized homophobia, like gender. The so more you you learn, you know, when you're when you're taught by the the haves or the oppressors or the, right. mm-hmm. whatever, however you want to label them. You you can't help but also absorb these like really harmful messages about like you know who who has value and who's worth protecting and who's you know um, you know de- deserving of like you know high regard or um, what you should sort of despise about yourself for not being like yeah. more like the the thing that taught you. Mm-hmm. Um, Man, 
Me thinking about my gender all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh, oh, man. Yeah. And, like, we get this in this, like, book. We get, like, Aldrea's a female Andalite. So we get that perspective on what's going on from someone who doesn't have as much power as the other Andalites, Mm -hmm. but still has more power than the other races in this book. Yeah, than any of the Hork-Bajir. Yeah. And she's wielding it because she is mm-hmm. sometimes she's really controlling what Dokumi yeah. knows and what he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's very manipulative. So that, that power she has isn't even passive, which sucks, because it's like, oh, you actually are aware of this. You know, using yeah. it to manipulate him. Um, and he does, I, I enjoy the call out, the t- yeah. You can you can go to space, and he's like, "Listen, like you didn't have to hold that out. You, like, like you didn't have to do that. You should. Know I would have gone anyway. Yeah, you should. You should know better now. Mm-hmm. And and so and she feels shame. Yeah, but she's also <laughs> but like, she keeps doing it. Do it. Yeah, like, girl. And then and then she just kind of like the Andalites fucking off. She just opts out. Mm-hmm. And it's like this. I'm sorry, but like, if I think about this as like, you know, like, Michel Al, it's mm-hmm. like deeply uncomfortable. Um, yeah. Her, <laughs> mm-hmm. her way out of this conflict is sort of to become like Rachel Dolezal, I guess. Like, you know, like, pretend, like, and just sort of pass. And like, you know, that's, you know, like, I. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, like i can only come at this story like for my own experiences in like that kind of gender way Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. looking at it from like the the uncomfortable grossness of race is like why did you write this (laughs) yeah (laughs) i i I mean yeah i i think that I think overall it's doing like some really good work. I mm-hmm. think I think like I think you guys were right that like, a little more that could have said or made exp- or if it was hopefully true. I, I think there should have been more explicit about like condemning the attitudes that literally every character <laughs> has yeah. towards the Hork mm. Yeah. Um but I think there's something I do kind of, maybe it's just like, you know, holding mm-hmm. out like faith that, um, I think we are supposed to take all of that with grain mm-hmm. of, um, and one thing that I really thought was important is, is how the, how the story was structured where like, because typically we would have only gotten Aldrea's perspective or maybe Aldrea and Dakimi, but in this case we get Esplan too. Mm-hmm. And I thought that I that idea felt very like the way a Hork-Bajir would tell the story is like a, this kind of really mm-hmm. democratic sense of like it's mm-hmm. not about who deserves to tell their story. Mm-hmm. It's about the mm-hmm. fact that they were all there and this is what yeah. was happening. And mm-hmm. that's what's important. They're like, there's not this sense of like, you know, only the only good or the just 
the idea of like who's who's worth hearing is something mm-hmm. that Corbusier did that was imposed on them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's I am sad about the Hork-Bajir for a variety of reasons, uh, but more than anything, I'm sad about how they just are used by everyone around them and mm-hmm. aware of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that hurt so much to read that as Dakami realized it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's it especially because like the Andalites don't end up killing Andalites. The uh, the Animorphs by and large don't kill any humans. Consciously they don't kill humans. Right. I mean, you know, it's it's action movie violence. Um, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so it, Marco hits someone with a gorilla fist and they go flying across the room. They're fine. Uh, totally fine. they're just unconscious for a few hours. It's fine. Um, they don't have any brain trauma, it, but like it, even Axe purposefully doesn't kill humans when he very easily could mm-hmm. be out of respect for the animorphs and out of unspoken respect for the animals like they never discuss that he just doesn't mm-hmm. a few limbs might come off though right and like yeah. by and large the yurks but viscer three notwithstanding the yurks don't like they don't fight other yurks but the hork mm-hmm. are in the middle of everyone and everything and are viewed as just soldiers by everyone and everything. And not even just soldiers, but as as shock troops, as cannon fodder, as uh, things between you and your goal. Yeah. And, and even the epilogue kind of hints that that's going to continue because yeah. know, they're like, they're fighting for their own freedom. So they're going to have to fight yeah. Corp Bajir still, even, yeah. even after they get their freedom. Yeah. It, it, there is... That is that is the great tragedy of the Hork Bajir for me is that yeah. they they asked for none of this. They were literally just minding their own business, mm-hmm. and now they have to kill each other. They mm-hmm. are they they either have to kill each other or they are slaves, and. It is so incredibly heartbreaking to me. Uh, yeah, they don't get an option to opt out. Yeah, they because opting out is is death. Yeah. So it's it's death, death, or death. There is no option. Mm-hmm. It's all death. Yeah, and we see that uh, by and large, the Horkbusier don't give up. Mm-hmm. They would be perfectly, <laughs> they would be perfectly entitled to. I don't think anybody would ever like think less of them for for giving up in their situation. Like, yeah, honestly. But like, you look at Jara and Ket and Toby, and like who Toby becomes. I can't wait for you to see who Toby becomes. Like, <laughs> I'm excited. 
Like, I, I get chills thinking about it just because, like, they, they go through so much. I'm excited. And they keep losing things. I'm probably also going to be sad. Yeah, the sadness doesn't go away. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, I figured. Sometimes you're also scared. That's kind of fun. I'm, <laughs> I'm always scared for these kids. Like, yeah. <laughs> There is no moment where I am not afraid. Yeah. But it's like an adult being afraid for these kids. Like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Who let children do this? <laughs> where are the adults? The adults are all controllers. Yes. Yeah. 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 And it. Uh, I'm. I'm just sad about the Hork Bajir 2K forever. It. Yep. It, the Hork Bajir 2K. But I think we're we're coming to the end of our discussion, friends, and the end of our recording. Um. Do you have any parting thoughts you would like to leave our dear listeners with? Uh, sure, I'll go first. Um, still, uh, actually, I'm not going to lie. Uh, Andalite Chronicles was my favorite one of the Chronicles before I did my reread. Mm-hmm. And Orc Bajir Chronicles actually became like over like did that one. Like I actually this one became despite the fact and probably because of the fact that it's a very depressing book, mm-hmm. but it's because it's honestly, it, it's the, I think it's probably the most real that KA gets when it comes to mm-hmm. yeah. the tragedies of war, which is very important. Yeah. Um, so still it's very a, honest. It, it is. And, and that's, and like, like I said at the beginning, uh, at the podcast, when I was talking about how animals, uh, how I got into it, KA and Michael Grant said, we're not going to treat kids like they're idiots. And yeah. It's true. They don't. They don't treat us like idiots. They they said we're gonna show you what this real, how real this shit gets, mm-hmm. and it's it's still it's an amazing read despite the fact that you know you might do your own drinking game after you're done reading it. <laughs> what about you, Professor? I um, I definitely admire and support Applegate's like you know philosophy. I think it uh, comes through in all of her texts. Like, even, you know, when I read The One and Only... I don't know if you guys... If, You're cutting out again. Uh, every time... The One and Only Ivan? Yeah, The One and Only Ivan. There's this train that passes, and then it, mm-hmm. you know, everything gets weird. But The One and Only Ivan is, uh, like, this book that I, I was like... I, I found really moving and also there was discussion with, you know, a lot of people, a lot of parents, um, being concerned about, you know, that this, that this book is too depressing or it's too, you know, it's not what they imagined, you know, what, what their kids would, could handle and, mm-hmm. and Applegate being like, no, like your kids are ready for real stories and they, yeah. like, you can expect more from your audience, even when mm-hmm. you, when your audience is is children, and they will that bar, and yeah. they're all right, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Funny, funny thing, uh, Professor. I'm actually currently reading the one and only Ivan because I'm previewing it to see some of my kids. 
Because I'm like, okay. So I actually read the first chapter of the And I'm like literally reading it first to be like, get, yeah. are my four-year-old kids ready for this? But we saw the movie, uh, so it was, oh, you know. It was, the movie it, is but The not... movie, of course, makes it a little bit, you know, easier for yeah, the, kids the to swallow, you know? Yeah. I would say, well, it's considered like a middle school, like... Book. Oh, so I got a couple years. <laughs> yeah, um, and it definitely goes just a few. Yeah, <laughs> for I don't know. I don't know your kids. <laughs> but I would I would be willing to guess that 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 might be a soon. Um, but like, <laughs> but it's a great. It's an excellent story. You should definitely read it first. I definitely. recommend it to everyone, regardless of how old they are. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. My hurting thoughts about this book yeah. are it made me sad. <laughs> <laughs> and I I don't know if um Michael or KA either of them were like grew up military or not, but they have such an insight into the way that like kids are in that like environment. Mm-hmm. That it, it makes me wonder and it hurts me mm-hmm. <laughs> personally mm-hmm. deeply. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. It's, there's so many like complex feelings surrounding this book. Yeah. Like, there's so much, like you said at the beginning, there's so much that's like wrong with this book that it's like, you could have written that better, but there's so much that it's like, this is messy in the way that it should be. Mm-hmm. And I like that. And I honestly wish I had read this as a kid. Mm-hmm. Maybe I would have, you know, stopped being on the American military Kool-Aid faster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's there. This is part of why I continue to read and recommend Animorphs, even though, you know, I do it, I do it with caveats, right? Um, <laughs> I, I, as, as you should. Right. And not just because, like, oh, well, it's actually a really heavy story, but, like, in it, the authors are painfully white and, uh, very 90s and, yeah. and, and yeah. with all the things that come with that, right? And, and they have a fucking the worst time about ableism. Jesus fucking Christ. But, <laughs> like, you're useless as an Andalite if you lose your tail blade. Oh, yeah. Just wait. It gets worse than that. It gets but. so much worse. <laughs> Boy! Like, it's it's really, really, really bad with that. And like, oh, no. I just realized what she hasn't read yet. Yeah! <laughs> see, it's just... Mm, yeah. I've got, it's the, honey, you got a big storm coming. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but it's, I think it's true to the to the characters that Andalites would feel that way. Yeah, yeah. It's they suck. Mm-hmm. They suck, they suck so, so much. much. It's so like I can't recommend the series without caveats. Mm-hmm. But I still do recommend the series because there's so much meat here to mm-hmm. think about and talk about and and just chew over and discuss. And uh, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to start this podcast is because even though there are, you know, 50 other Animorphs podcasts, I think there's there's still something interesting that everybody has to say about it. And, and it's definitely important to, like, 
oh, this fandom or mm-hmm. this, you know, that's so much less you know, than other than other things uh, that I might have referenced earlier on in this episode. But it was a habit. But uh, we just, you know, so many, so many artists really showing ugly sides. <laughs> now, yeah, it's nice yeah. to uh, to still have to still have something to uh, to recommend and to, to act to yeah. be so rich. So. Yeah, yeah, it's and, and I think continuing because some of these podcasts are a lot older too. Continuing to get that like modern, like as we learn about things mm-hmm. and as other generations are reading these books. Mm-hmm despite the fact that they're really not in print anymore. Um, you get updated opinions. Yes. Yeah, you get updated opinions that are colored by things that have happened now that are honestly direct results of things that were happening in the 90s when these books were written. Mm-hmm. So it's it's getting that like continuation of events that influenced like K.A. and Michael as they were writing these books. Yeah. Um. So getting these, like, more updated opinions, like, honestly, in, like, three or four years if another Animorphs podcast comes out, like, yes, good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. More more nuanced opinions as we keep going. Yep. 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 Oh, well, thank you all so much for being on this podcast, uh, for guesting. I hope... You all had a good time, and uh, that you maybe want to come back sometime. Um, uh, let's go down the the list here and tell everybody everything that you do because you all are awesome and do awesome things. Uh, Izzy, all right, I have been Izzy. I will continue to be Izzy for the foreseeable future. Uh, you can find me personally on Twitter at the Sean Deer, where you can uh, see my art commissions because I'm an illustrator. Uh, I mostly do like fantasy and furry artwork, but you can talk to me. I'll draw things. <laughs> I like drawing, especially for other people because I'm bad at ideas. <laughs> um, you can find the Redbubble store that I have for dumb kids playing hero mostly at this point <laughs> um, where I make merch based off of that. And I have a sticker of Visser three, <laughs> a cup of uh, Starbucks say, says messy bitch. <laughs> you can find that on Redbubble at psychic studios, or if you search dumb kids playing hero, it's the first thing to come up because Redbubble's SEO is better than everybody else's. Um, and you can find the actual play podcast that I do at hopes hearth pod on Twitter. It's a Solar Hope Punk uh, actual play podcast set in a universe where some, like, some places are struggling to, <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> some people are, like, there. there's groups of people who are struggling to live in a utopian society that is hidden away from the hyper-capitalist society of the rest of the galaxy. Uh and then you can also find my Redwall Reread podcast, which works in a similar vein to this one, at Abbey Archives on Twitter and on most podcatchers. It's not on Apple Podcasts because I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I definitely recommend giving that one a listen. It's between me and my friend Kit, where we read the books and see what aged like fine strawberry wine and what aged like milk. <laughs> 
And that is me, because I'm not really doing anything else. Oh, well, no, it'll be done by the time this comes out, so never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And uh, the Salty Professor. Um, well, I, um, I have an Animorphs recap podcast that's still in its infancy. It's called The Dome Ship. I took a bit of a summer break because I... Really good one, by the way. I became unemployed and depressed, but that has changed oh, no. in the past couple of weeks. Good. So I'm uh, good to hear my motivation again. Um, and uh, I, yeah, the dome ship is on a lot of a lot of podcast places. I don't understand, but I know that that includes <laughs> Spotify and like you know whatever Google's thing is and and Apple podcast so um please check that out i i do it by myself um but i try to keep it conversational and it's sort of a way for people who read books to Mm -hmm. like experience them or people who have them to you know you know see it from this new angle and i i yeah i hope that's enjoyable um and yeah that's (laughs) <laughs> yes definitely go check it out <laughs> listener uh it is very good i've listened to some of it uh i try not to listen to too many other animorphs podcasts because i don't want to like influence our discussions necessarily but i did listen to the first couple of yours and it's very good oh thank uh, you i'll probably start listening to it um not right now, but like probably later as I get more into the books, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so that my opinions aren't fully influenced. <laughs> so, same reason why I'm not listening to any other Redwall podcasts. I don't want them to influence my opinions. Got it, got it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. definitely, uh, I've got some jingles. Hell <laughs> uh, <Hell> yeah! But <laughs> <laughs> very good. Uh, All right. And Zeus. All right. So if you guys want to follow me on Twitter, I mean, I really don't do much on Twitter. Actually, lately, I've been really busy. I just started law school this summer. So I've been pretty busy to really, but I still might go on there and, you know, shit post here and there. So you can follow <laughs> me at Zeus and ATL. Zeus, I spelled it like an idiot. Z-U-E-S in ATL. If you want to follow me on there, I, I try to interact with uh, with a lot of people who are in who love Animorphs because um, especially Michael Grant and Chris, um, Chris Lyons, what's the name? Chris, Chris Grine, yeah. Chris Grine, yeah. I interact with, I, and those two, by the way, are great at interacting with their fans. So yeah, uh, it's uh, scary. Really oh. is, like, especially Chris. He's really good at like responding to you. Um, but uh, anyways, uh, you can follow me on Twitter if you want. You can also look me up on YouTube or iPod, um, or wherever you find your iPod, um, iPod, wherever you find your podcast. <laughs> um, I have a show with one of my friends called uh, ZZ Talk. Kind of like ZZ Top, but it's ZZ Talk with mm-hmm. Zeus and Zeno. If you search us on YouTube or anywhere, please put ZZ Talk Zeus Zeno because if you put up ZZ Talk, ZZ Top videos will show up and you'll get to listen to some good old fashioned <laughs> metal or rock. But um, yeah, it's uh, two guys. Uh, we, we, our tagline is two guys that talk about everything and anything, including, you know, sports, um, sports, pop culture, and a heavy dose of politics. Although the, po- the heavy dose of politics has fallen down a little bit just because. You know, um, I don't have really much time to watch the news, so I don't really have that much time to form an opinion on some stuff. But we do talk about nerdy stuff, you know, 
we talk about you know marvel marvel movies and you know different types of uh, comic book movies and different types of pop stuff in the pop culture mm-hmm. uh and we actually have also i have it we have an interview with actually the salty professor um mm-hmm. a really fun mm-hmm. interview we did with her so if you guys want to check it out i believe um, one of you did look uh did get a chance to listen to it yeah yeah it was very good i was there yeah. yeah, so it's re- it's a really fun uh, a fun uh, interview. So we have that you have those options. So definitely uh, check check us out if you'd like. Please like and subscribe us because we are very much on the low totem pole when it comes to uh, to you know subscribers. But we're having a lot of fun doing those. So we'll keep churning them out when we get a chance. Andy podcast got to support each other. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, and I have been Danielle. Uh, I will probably continue to be Danielle, uh, although I'll be Allwine Evans in a couple hours because uh, I have a room <laughs> recording. Uh, you can find my home podcast, The Room Where It Happened, uh, at Roomware Pod on Twitter. Uh, currently, we are doing a Space Appalachia Firefly esque mm. cowboy theme. Um, uh, if, if you think about like the Fast and the Furious, but in Appalachia, but in space, you, you got the right spirit. Um, <laughs> <That's> not wrong. <laughs> uh, I also GM Dumb Kids Playing Hero, which is an Animorphs inspired actual play podcast, uh, wherein we play my hack of uh, Blades in the Dark um, and play some idiot teenagers. Uh, you can find that on Twitter at DKPHPod. Um, my co-host usually is Jade. You can find them on the internet at Jade Oxford Rose, uh, and their home podcast, uh, follow the leader at FTL cast. Uh, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, next time we will be diving into the David trilogy. Uh, I am so excited to traumatize Jade. And me. (laughs) Uh, so you have that to look forward to, dear listeners. Um, in the meantime, stay safe out there, uh, and let's do another clap. Yeah. Yay. Going to time.is again. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, we'll clap at 40. 